The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, this is Mike Sasso. I am the president and co-founder of Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church, and I help Pastor Chris. We pastor Freedom Fellowship here in San Antonio, Texas, and I am so excited to be able to be with you here today. Pastor Chris, right now, as I am recording this, is en route back from the Philippines with our son Joshua and has a lot to report. You'll be hearing from her directly next week on all the marvelous things that the Lord did in the Philippines. She has been in several provinces down there, and literally, God has touched that nation. Do you know that our prayers and our ministry, and I mean the ministry of the body of Christ, Jesus Christ literally put us in charge in the earth. The Bible says that he is seated at the right hand of God, making intercession for us, and he is seated. The Lord said to my Lord, sit down at my right hand until I make your enemies into your footstool. That's in the book of Psalms, chapter 110. Right in the beginning, verse 1, and if you read that, it's an amazing scripture that really paints a picture of what we, the body of Christ, have to do. There's so many people in the church that believe and are waiting. Of course, we all are waiting for the Lord to return. But believe it or not, the Lord is waiting for us to do the will of God in the earth and manifest his kingdom here through us, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord would cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. That is our job. And how can we possibly do that? Well, I can tell you, we can't do it on our own. There's no way that I can manifest the glory of God on my own. I do not have the ability. But I'll tell you what, the book of Zechariah says, not by Mike, Not by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. So we've got to learn to be led by the Holy Spirit. We've got to learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. And we've got to learn to do things God's way. If we'll do things God's way and we'll hear the voice of God, be led by the Spirit of God, and do the works of Jesus, we will see that glory manifest in the earth. And I'm here to encourage you today because there's so many things going on in the earth, especially in this country. There's literally a revolution that's taking place in our nation. And I'm talking about a revolution of righteousness. The body of Christ has understood, finally, thank God, that our first place as believers in Jesus Christ is to represent Jesus Christ in the marketplace in the political arena, in the education arena, we need to be representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ in everything we do and in everything we say. Whatever we do in word or in deed, we should do it all in the name of the Lord. Whether you're a banker, whether you're an accountant, whether you're a beautician, 
you have the ability to impact your world, your surroundings with the gospel of Jesus Christ just by who you are, just by being a Christian, just by exuding the love of God, walking in that love and and sharing that love in the little things you do. You don't need to preach. You don't need to quote a million scriptures. You don't need to do that. No, but by your witness, by your love, by by the little things that you do, you can impact the world around you. And today we're going to be talking about how we need to be doing this in the world, in every area of life. You know, Jesus said before he ascended into heaven, in the book of Matthew, he said, all authority in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go ye in my name, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then he said, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But before that, he said, commanding them to do everything I taught you. That means to do the will of Jesus, what he taught his disciples to do. And then he said, lo, I'm with you always. That means I'll never leave you nor forsake you, even to the end of the age. That means every moment of every day, Jesus Christ is with us. When we realize that fact, we're not alone. He's with us. He's there to help us. The Holy Spirit he sent to help us, to teach us, to show us the way, and to bring us to the expected end that's in our lives, to show us how to live, to teach us how to interact with the people around us. And every day we have opportunities to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you today, with all that's going on in our nation, in our political arena, I hear people so often giving their opinion about the president or about the political leaders, and they're giving their two cents worth. And many times there's ridicule, and not just, but leaders of the House and of the Senate and all of these people, and it's okay to have opinions and to see things, but we have to realize before anything else, we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We are representatives of heaven. And as a representative of heaven, my first mission is the Great Commission. My first mission is to do, as Jesus said, to sit in heaven with him above all principalities and powers and to begin to stand in the gap and intercede. In other words, we need to be, as Jesus is, intercessors. Jesus is seated at the right hand of God making intercession for us. We need to take our place in him. If any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And so we have to do things God's way. How? By prayer, by supplication, in the Spirit. Ephesians 6 says to put on the whole armor of God with your helmet of salvation, with the sword of the Spirit, with the shield of faith, with your loins gird with truth. And then it says something amazing, praying on all occasions in the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, 
will help us in our weakness when we don't know how to pray. And I want to encourage you to begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, meaning we're, we're talking about praying in tongues, a language you cannot understand, that your spirit is praying through you by groanings that you cannot understand in order to bring about the will of God to manifest in the earth. Because there's things happening in the earth right now that you don't understand, that I don't understand, that I can't change, that we can have no impact upon. But when we yield to the Holy Spirit and we allow the Holy Spirit to pray through us, we are literally praying the perfect will of God. The Bible says in the Acts of the Apostles, when the Holy Spirit was poured out upon those first believers, that they were heard speaking languages they did not understand. And the amazing thing is that the many, many different people that were in Jerusalem at the time that spoke all these languages, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 11, Getting down after all of that, he said that they were speaking in their own tongue the wonderful works of God. So literally, when they were speaking in tongues, they were speaking the works of God. They were literally decreeing God's works, God's ways, God's manifested glory in a language they didn't understand. And men and women from other parts of the world were there and heard them speaking the wonderful works of God in a language that they didn't know how to speak. So tongues, as it says in 1 Corinthians, is literally praying the will of God to be done in the earth as it is done in heaven. Because you are speaking the wonderful works of God that are done to be done in the earth as they're done in heaven. You are literally fulfilling when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. He said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. And you are literally decreeing in tongues a language you don't understand. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God, for no man understands him. Howbeit in the Spirit, that means in the Holy Spirit, he speaks mysteries. That means something you do not understand. And in Romans chapter 8, an amazing scripture in verse 25 and 26 of the book of Romans, the Bible says very clearly that the Holy Spirit, verse 26, it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness or helps our infirmities, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered, or I'll just say groanings that cannot be understood, meaning the Holy Spirit will literally pray through you. Your spirit is praying, and the Holy Spirit is praying through you to accomplish the will of God in the earth. 
In Isaiah 55, the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways, the ways of God. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So when you pray in an unknown tongue, you're literally praying the thoughts of God. You're praying the mysteries of God. You're praying the will of God to manifest in the earth. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians that when you pray in an unknown tongue, pray that you might interpret. In other words, you can ask to get some understanding, but you can literally begin to pray over situations in the Spirit. Pray over the political leaders, pray over our nation, just pray for the body of Christ, and you will begin to see the manifested will of God manifest in the earth as we yield to the Holy Ghost and then allow him to give us the understanding of what we are even saying. And we will begin to see the power of God manifest. Now, regarding our political leaders, I'm here to tell you, and even the news media, as we pray in the Spirit over our political leaders, we pray in the Spirit over the media, we pray in the Spirit over the marketplace, we will begin to see the will of God manifest like never before. Now, another thing I need to address and regarding praying for our leadership, we want to pray that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened, just like Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians, that they might know the will of God, that they might walk in the power of God, that they might hear the voice of God and get the direction of the Holy Spirit so that we can, as it says in 1 Timothy, that we would all live a peaceable life. 1 Timothy, I exhort therefore, first of all, that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we might live a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who would that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That is the ultimate issue, that all men be saved. Our prayer should be for all of our leadership, whether we agree with them or not, whether we voted for them or not, that God would open their eyes to the power of the Holy Spirit, to the love of God, to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that we might live a peaceable life. Our first mission is the Great Commission. And in terms of judgment and justice, yes, justice will be served. Vengeance is God's. Vengeance is the Lord's. So we need to pray, Father, have your will in their lives. Reveal yourself. We can pray that the confounding of the wicked would take place, that God don't let any wicked plans prosper. And we're about to see, and I'm here to tell you, we are about to see the reversal of the Roe v. Wade. We're about to see manifest in the earth no longer that it would be acceptable to kill babies in our nation. No longer would it be acceptable to see all of this corruption take place in our political arena. We're going to see justice fulfilled. But as we see this justice fulfilled, and as we see even leaders that have done things behind closed doors that they thought they were going to get away with, when we see judgment begin to be rendered to them, we must not rejoice. We need to pray. And we need to pray that their hearts would be touched, that they would repent, 
that their souls would be saved. Now, that doesn't mean that if they're given a sentence, they shouldn't have to carry out that sentence for justice to be served. But we must pray that through it, that their souls would be saved. It is the will of God that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. God's will is that all men be saved. That must be our will. And that must be our first mission, the Great Commission that we're praying for our leadership. We're praying that, God, you would reveal yourself to them. You're the one that raised up kings. You're the one that brings them down. And it is the will of God that we represent the kingdom of God, first and foremost, in the earth. If I am so hardened in my political discourse that I cannot walk in the love of God and I cannot represent the ideas that I believe and stand behind, the principles of the kingdom of God, of life and liberty, the pursuit of happiness for all men, that all men are free and protected by our Constitution, and every life must be protected, including the life of the unborn. If I cannot represent that in the love of God and decree it in a way that truth will be revealed, the truth can defend itself. We don't need to defend the truth. You can speak the truth in love, and God will confirm that truth in the hearts of men. That is literally how it will take place. And I know God is raising up leadership right now. He is raising up spokesmen and spokeswomen that are bringing to the forefront the truth in love. We're going to see it manifest. I'm here to tell you, and it won't be many days hence. We're going to see the kingdom of God manifest in the earth. We're going to see justice restored in our nation. We're going to see our leaders acknowledge God, acknowledge this nation is one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We are going to see the principles of the word of God and the kingdom of God reestablish right and wrong principles, moral absolutes reestablished in our education system that had been taken away. And the reason they were taken away is the body of Christ had lost her place. We had literally turned away from the Lord. We had gone our separate ways. We as a people had turned from God. But I'm here to tell you, friends, we're coming back. We're coming back as a nation. We're coming back as a people. We are coming back to our first love, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're coming back to our purpose. Our purpose is to establish the principles of the kingdom of God. In my life, I can't change you. I can share the love of God with you, but I can't change your heart. But I can intercede for you. I can pray for you. And God can touch your heart. God can change your heart. And I'm going to do that here right now. Let's just do that for just a minute. So, Father, I thank you for everyone that is hearing the sound of my voice. And, Holy Spirit, you have a plan for their life. I know, Lord, it's great. It's greater than the plan that they have for themselves. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, to open the eyes of their understanding that they might know the hope of the calling that is upon their life in Jesus Christ, that you would reveal the fullness of that calling to them, Lord, and that you would heal 
their hearts. Heal their minds. Deliver them, Lord. Teach them how to yield to you. Teach them, Holy Spirit, how to let go, how to let you have your way in their lives, Lord. I decree and I declare that this year, 2019, will be a year of restoration. It will be a year of healing. And it will be a year of harvest, Lord, of righteousness to establish in their lives, Lord. That habits that have caused them to stumble in days past will no longer cause them to stumble. That they will have victory over areas that they have struggled with for their entire life. But this year, Lord, they will have victory. This year, they will reestablish their heart and their mind, which is in Christ, and they will fulfill the purpose and plan that you have for their life. Lord, I pray right now for relationships that would be born of heaven, that, Lord, you would touch the hearts of men and cause them to unite in one, Lord, and unite in the power of the Holy Spirit, that you are connecting individuals together for the purpose of ministry, for the purpose of business, and even for the purpose of lifelong commitments, Lord, men and women that you're calling to walk as one. And Lord, I pray for marriages right now, Lord, that you had called men and women to walk, but Father, that the enemy got in and discord got in, and we come against that discord. And I speak right now healing to the hearts of men and even relationships where there has been a separation or where there has been a divorce, Lord. I speak healing to the hearts of individuals, that you would heal them, Lord, and you would clarify now from this point now, Lord, where they should go, what they should do, Father. In the name of Jesus, I speak healing, and I decree and I declare, Lord, that they're not failures, Lord. They may have failed in that area, Lord, but their life is not a failure. Lord, you don't make failures, and you made them. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, now that you teach them how to put their heart in the midst of your hand, Lord, that you would heal that heart, that you would heal that mind, and that you would restore that soul in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray right now also for the physical healing to manifest in the hearts and minds of your believers, in the lives of believers right now. I speak to that heart and I say, be made whole. In Jesus' name, I curse to the root and I curse to the core diabetes and high blood pressure. In Jesus' name, I decree and I declare, Lord, by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. Receive it. Receive it today. I decree and I declare limberness of bones to come again, Lord. The ability to move and that pain in the back, even in the groin area, I sense. In Jesus' name, I come against it. And I decree healing right now in Jesus' name. And Father, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in today, friend. You can check us out online at SOGMI.org. That's SOGMI, or Sons of God Ministries International, SOGMI.org. Or you can call us at area code 210-695-1630. God bless you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. 
We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.